Hello and welcome to Pod on the Dog, episode 24. This podcast is brought to you by Natural Instinct. Now, raw feeding is a fabulous way of feeding your dog. We know that. But most important thing of all is that your dog has a balanced diet. Natural Instinct offer a super easy way of feeding a raw and most importantly, balanced diet for your dog. And their food not only contains the freshest human grade British meat, but also fabulous ingredients as well, like butternut squash, apples, sea kelp, spinach, as well as bilberries, spirulina and barley grass, just to name a handful. So if you haven't yet tried it, enter the discount code Verity15 at the checkout to receive 15% off. I'm your host, Verity Harcastle, and you can find me at Verity Harcastle on Instagram to follow all the latest shenanigans in dogdom. So... Joining me this week is a guest from Kentucky, a state that's famous for its bourbon, horses, bluegrass music, and of course, chicken. Sorry, chicken. (laughs) (laughs) This stylist loves traveling. He loves a Dalmatian and executing some seriously beautiful greens. He is an Instagram sensation. And today I really want to get an insight into the man behind House of Wolves. It's Kenny Lakin. Hi, Kenny. (laughs) Hey, how's it going, everyone? (laughs) So thanks so much for being here today. I'm just going to dive straight in and ask you what I love to know about anybody uh, who joins me on this podcast, and that's how your journey into your career started and sort of to bring you where you are today. Sure. So um, I had a little bit of time to think about this, and I mean, I could go into it for a while, but I'll kind of, you know, get to the point. (laughs) Summarize. Um, Yeah, so... Um, I grew up kind of all over the States. Um, I currently live in Kentucky. Um, Mostly my childhood, I grew up in Maryland, right outside of Baltimore. I lived in Miami and New York. So I've kind of been all over the States, which has been um, a tremendous um, asset to my grooming journey because I've gotten to work with so many different stylists, seen so many different styles. Mm. at the age of 21, I kind of accidentally fell into the grooming industry. At the time, I desperately needed a job of any sort. So I just been kind of browsing around and I knew that I always loved animals. So I was mm. trying to animal field, whether it be a shelter, a veterinarian setting, or just anything really dealing with animals. So I actually found an entry position as a bather at a really small uh, private grooming salon right there in Miami, Florida. And I thought, you know, like, Hey, I could do this. This isn't so bad. And like, you know, Mm. it's the hardest job that I ever, ever had to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. It's tough. (laughs) Working with dogs is not, you know, we don't just play with dogs all the time. You know, it's like most of the time we're so in depth in what we doing. We rarely get to like, play with the dogs so but when we do get to play with the dogs it's it's quite amazing (laughs) yeah Um, I mean you must be you must have I think I feel like you must have that creative mind because I mean you've got a lot of artwork on you yeah I can I can tell just from your photography and stuff obviously I think it's channeling that creativity as well though Absolutely. I think it's important, um, you know, for all of us to be able to express ourselves in ways to kind of, you know, showcase who we are as people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I absolutely love tattoos, animals. I feel like art and just animals kind of go together. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, your social page is absolutely fabulous and you've got such a great following. But how, I mean, you said yourself, like how in-depth our job is. Like, how do you schedule the time for it? Like, even taking so, a really good picture takes ages, right? Yes. Like, on my camera roll, this is probably every <laughs> single groomer. I probably have over, like, 21,000. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, like, you know, half of them, or probably even more than half, are just completely unworthy. But, like, uh, you know, I, I, you just you just have so many dogs that you're grooming that you just never have time to really go back and delete those. So they just kind of end up staying there. Mm-hmm. And occasionally like I'll get bored and I'll start scrolling through like the pictures that I take. I'm like, wow, this is a good one. I need to post this. And like, I'll find a hidden gem, which is cool. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I, I did a lot of that during the pandemic when we, when we couldn't physically work. So I was like going back through, like you say, my 25,000 photos thinking, Oh, this is a goodie. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, um, I mean, believe it or not, maybe about, I have about almost 11,000 followers now. And I think about a little more than a year ago, I had maybe 1,800 followers. So mm-hmm. kind of gained, these are all organic followers. Like mm-hmm. I've really, really poured my heart into my social media um, to, you know, put myself out there. Uh, to show people what I can do and what, you know, drives me to the passions that I have for the animal industry. So mm. my but purpose- obviously all that time has paid off because that's like a crazy growth in a year. Yeah. So I, you know, like my purpose in my social media, I mean, is to definitely display, you know, like grooms, but I kind of want to reach out to like, all the everyday groomers that I used to be like, you know, just an everyday groomer trying to be more like, I really want to kind of cater to that audience to show them that, Hey, you can be like this one day. And I really love to inspire others, you know, because that's how I got where I'm at now. Like some groomers that I really looked up to just made me reach for the stars. So that's what I'm doing. You know, to try to give back to the community, I try to really interact with all my followers and I, you know, I'll mm. set a couple hours aside each day just to kind of chat with all my requested messages or people that message me about different things or, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out how to do with whatever techniques. Um, and I really do try to, you know, answer everyone's questions and give them, you know, the time they deserve, but it's, it, it gets overwhelming at times because you know life and you know people it's just it's just overloaded somehow. yeah totally but I mean yeah. that's amazing totally giving back and I just want to interject there and say that if anyone's messaged me and I've not got back to them message me again because <laughs> like it's the same thing as you life is so busy and it's so hard to keep on top of everything isn't it it really is but you know we do our best we're just humans so I yeah mean, where do you draw your inspiration from for, you know, for your work? Do you just, is it just come to you through the working day? So like kind of going back to what I was saying about how I learned how to groom, I've worked with so many different stylists and, you know, like when my Instagram was super small, like, you know, I only had a few hundred followers, like uh, profiles like Zoom Grumana and the canine stylist. Like I really just like would drool over the pictures and mm. just I want to be like that like I need to figure this out somehow um 
which is great because the same people that I've looked up to, like I'm now doing webinars with and teaching classes with. So it's quite amazing. It's a really um, surreal feeling to say the Mm -hmm. least to be able to um, do these types of things. So, I mean, I think though that you really set your mind to it though, Kenny. So by the sounds of things, I saw you did a um, a webinar with um, the Zoom Groom, Anna. Mm-hmm. So we're actually, I mean, I don't think I'm supposed to say anything, but secretly we're planning another one, like a part two. Great. Uh, happening pretty soon. So hopefully everyone will stay tuned for that. Um, that's wow. pretty exciting. Yeah. That is exciting. What do you enjoy most about that sort of dimension? Because it's like a another facet, you know, your photography, but also these webinars and seminars are a, they're a totally different facet to your work. Do you do you really enjoy it? I absolutely love teaching. For me, like I've been grooming since I was 21. I'll be 36 in November. So I've been grooming for quite a while. And mm-hmm. a lot of those years, I would say that I was learning grooming the wrong way and maybe not necessarily the wrong way, but the hard way, like kind of what worked and what didn't. And my goal is to kind of, you know, teach baby groomers and just anybody looking to get better at grooming, like a correct Mm -hmm. way to do it, not necessarily the only way to do it. So one of my teachers taught me like, Hey, I'm going to show you how I groom. This is how I do it. You will eventually make your own style out of it, mm-hmm. which really stuck with me. Cause I've worked in a lot of toxic environments where, you know, they were like, your dog has to look like I groomed it. And they were very uniform. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. And you know, like that kind of kills your creativity, mm-hmm. and, um, your passion in a way, if you, if you will. Um, So I just, I really love to teach people and show them how I do things um, and try to encourage them, you know, a correct way and kind of set them on a healthy path to successful. So that's what I about webinars. (laughs) What's your, what's your favorite breed to demo? What dog is it? Obviously it's probably going to be a doodle. We have so many here. I mean, we have the different textures, you know, the curly coats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I would love to do more purebreds. Like I have a standard poodle now and um, I, I would say that I'm getting better at the trim that I'm working on. I actually compete with him this Saturday. It's my first competition. Oh, ever. good luck. Where are you competing? Yeah. Um, at Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, so I've been nice yeah, yeah i see? went i went about five years ago it was so fun it's a big big convention it's one of the yeah. bigger um grooming shows so i'm i'm a little bit nervous and intimidated to be around such you know achieved groomers that will be competing as well but uh, it's a complete honor to you know be up there and that on that stage and just yeah. doing what us so yeah i am um, i borrowed a toy poodle um, obviously I'd not met the dog before and yeah and I I flew over and I competed and I didn't really know anybody <laughs> yeah. but I was like oh well you know sometimes like you're saying though can you just have to throw yourself out of your comfort zone and that's really when you really learn right absolutely you know it's even if you don't place you know your critiques and just mm-hmm. kind of watching everybody else that does place you learn a lot mm. oh I can't very- wait to see the photos yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So fingers crossed. <laughs> so 
So what would you say your top tips sort of thing are for elevating your business social platforms and just trying to get more recognition for your work that you do? I would recommend like people to be humble, um, be confident, but don't be cocky as you will. Um, you know, people don't like that and no. just be interacting with your audience is key. Mm-hmm. You know, make them feel like they're a part of what you're a part of is important. Yeah. I feel, um, yeah. definitely the interaction I feel like is the top top priority with you know anybody following you or admiring your work so. oh I love it when people comment it's so nice it really is even it's when like, they ask just like a little question it's you know it's like interaction yeah. isn't it absolutely so mm. yeah now I keep hearing about dogliness shampoo Kenny like tell me more about it and why you love it so much like I've never used it and but I keep seeing it popping up online and everyone, everyone keeps raving about it so Tell me about would, how you sort of got into that. Okay, so I'm really good friends with um, Eye Care Grooming. Her name's Ingrid. Um, she's the dogliness spokes, spokesperson here in the U.S. She's mm-hmm. really good with Anka, uh, a.k.a. Cool Poodles. Yeah. Um, and she kind of introduced me to Anka and the whole dogliness uh, line. So what's really cool about dogliness me as a person i've been vegan and vegetarian and meat free for the past eight years so this line is completely cruelty free they do not test on animals whatsoever Mm -hmm. Uh, even the label the labeling in the bottle itself is completely biodegradable so that's amazing that's what yeah yeah 100 percent eco-friendly uh, the agree all the ingredients are just tip top organic, and I mean the you know the the quality of it is like insane. So I have a standard poodle, and I had been washing him, you know, some seemingly good shampoo before yeah. I used. Mm-hmm. You know, it would get him clean, but his hair would just break. It would just break no matter. So it was what. drying it out too much trying it out even with the conditioners and everything mm. horribly matted with the dogliness your grooms um they last so much longer like minimal coat loss uh minimal matting and my standard poodle is super thick and each time i bathe them i bathe them maybe about every two weeks i should probably do it a little more often but when i do finally bathe them and brush them out it's just like maybe a small comb full of hair that you lose yeah that's so good because i always look at my brush when i'm when i'm brushing out my poodles i'm like how much is in the brush (laughs) yes exactly so it definitely makes the them stay cleaner longer their hair so healthy um, it's, it's an amazing product. I really believe in the dogliness line. So I would, I would totally give it a chance if I were, oh, yeah. it's a bit pricey, but it is worth every penny. So, so do you, is there a stockist in England? Do you know? I don't know if there is yet. I think there may be, um, a distributor in the UK. Okay. I, I I don't want to. But maybe we can. Maybe we can message. Yeah, one of the ladies forementioned, and they would know. Yes, definitely. Amazing. Um, I'll just interject. I edit all this down, Kenny. So I just wonder: is there anything else that you want to promote while we're while we're here? Um, 
we sort mean, of talked about your webinars so yeah I'll, I'll put it at the end anyway just to keep an eye on your insta for what yeah see. Keep an eye on my instagram i'm always coming out with new things my website is about to launch soon um yeah. i've been working very hard on that for the past few months um on my website you'll be able to buy past webinars future webinars um as well as all of my t-shirts and merch yeah uh, directly from my website instead of just messaging me like i traditionally do now but i found that i've been more busier so i feel like a website would be a lot more efficient for mm. me for like my audience yeah it i've ha- got a website kenny but i need i desperately need to update it god <laughs> yeah because I, I do a, I do a monthly webinar as well and none of it is on my website and I've been doing it for about a year oh my goodness <laughs> no it's too bad I, but my excuse is I've got a two and a four-year-old and I've just put my two-year-old to bed and I can hear him muttering away in his car <laughs> <laughs> so that's my that's my excuse anyway <laughs> it's okay yeah I'm yeah. fine <laughs> <laughs> So I know obviously pandemic chat can be a bit tedious, but how has it been for you in Lexington and have you managed to embrace the quiet? I love it. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm at it. I feel like every year that I get older now, I enjoy, you know, smaller crowds in general. I like being by myself at times. Mm-hmm. I can hear my think better. I can, you know, my, my best ideas are when I'm like in nature, if I go on a, you know, like a small road trip to like a state park where I can just think, you know, um, I, I quite enjoy it. Um, it's been nice. I still, like I said, like I still, you know, I still travel to different States to, you know, do little day trips to not be cooped up in the house so much. So I feel like that's important Mm because it can get, pretty crazy inside the home if you're there every day yeah and you obviously did you escape New York before the pandemic or was it during so I lived in New York right before the pandemic so I was in the thick of it like during the very beginning of right in New York City so it was quite crazy there Mm. nobody was really allowed to leave their homes uh masses of people were getting sick and dying unfortunately mm. so anyone really wanted to leave their home out of fear yeah so i mean it was kind of cool at first like oh you know we'll have a couple weeks off and we can just chill at home but no I know. and so- then and then shit got real didn't it yeah oh, god it- <laughs> we were the same here we weren't allowed to leave our houses apart from like one walk um, mm. We weren't allowed to go in our car other than like essential journeys, like to a pharmacy or to do food shopping, for instance. Yeah. Crazy. It was really strict. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to the most when, you know, hopefully all this is over? Are you going to come to the UK? Yes. International travel. Oh my goodness. I, Kenny, I need... the international traveler once more. Yeah. And of mystery over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. I definitely. To look forward to traveling that's like my top priority when everything's a bit more normal yeah yeah you need to get your ass over here and do some seminars too I would love to I'm sure they'll be so well received so when you're yeah. not working obviously super busy guy what makes you happy um what makes your heart sing playing with my dogs yeah I have a Dalmatian now and a standard poodle and they're they're a lot of work so mm. they keep happy and you know I have to keep them happy and they're always playing with each other so 
it's a, it's loads of fun. I go on little trips with them. So yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen all your Dali photos. I mean, is this your first Dalmatian? This is my second Dalmatian. I thought so. it was. I thought I'd seen a puppy and, a, and I thought I'd seen a picture of an adult. Yeah. Yeah. So Sprinkles, she was my first Dalmatian. I That's had a cool res- name. I had rescued her from basically a puppy mill. They were going to euthanize her because she was deaf. Oh. I was just like, I will come get her. And I drove for many, many hours and I picked her up and Oh, I fell in love with her, love at first sight, and she was the best dog I ever had. So Yeah. 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 Kind of getting choked up talking about no, it. No, I know, I know, I know. She's such an amazing dog. So uh, yeah. it's been a year and a half since she's passed, and mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. really thought I would get a Dalmatian again, but Yeah, she obviously she had a real big impact on you. <laughs> Definitely. So now I have Cruella and she's a little devil. So I love that. What appropriate name. <laughs> crazy. Oh my goodness. So my last question is it's basing time. I love to ask everybody this question. I think it's so important that we recognize, you know, our proudest moments and just take a moment to tell me what your proudest moments, what your standout proudest moments. I think being recognized by the Instagram community um, as, you know, one of the top tier groomers is very, very um, rewarding. Becoming an Andis uh, ambassador for Mm -hmm. their company is quite rewarding. Mm -hmm. Uh, Working with Paul Matt Pets uh, Mm -hmm. has been quite amazing. Um, You know, just the people that I've looked up to that I've, always you know dreamed of meeting in real life like yeah you're working with them working with them now it's a reality and it's just so so cool you know i hope on some you know some competition awards in the future as i'm a bit underground in the competing world right now but i'm trying to make an entrance so you know hopefully that'll take off soon so yeah yeah well best of luck at hershey as i say now, in this episode's Breed Focus, we're talking about the Dalmatian. So it's named after the coastal region of Dalmatia in Croatia, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably its first definite home. But the breed's origins are actually unknown. So Dalmatian-like spotty dogs even appeared in ancient Egyptian wall paintings. And there's evidence of the breed all across Europe, Asia and Africa. And it's believed that they traveled around with bands of Romany gypsies, which probably explained their elusive heritage Uh, But they are the original carriage dog. They're a versatile athletic breed who ran alongside carriages, as we we know. Uh, They also ran along horses and their riders to protect them from the many threats on the road, like highwaymen, for instance. They were really well suited for road work and kept up with the horses without much difficulty. So when trouble appeared, they often alerted the human security, as well as, I suppose, their size and their protective instincts. They were a deterrent in their own right as well. So Kenny, Dallies, they're obviously yeah. your heart breed, along with your <laughs> standard poodle. Do you find them a really good jogging partner? And do they also have a natural instinct to protect your home at the same time? Basically, tell me what they're like as a pet. I would... I would say they are definitely not a beginner dog. They are a handful. So Mm -hmm. they're not, they're not your typical dog. They can be very aloof to strangers. So it's very important to socialize them as puppies. 
if you want them to be friendly, you know, in their adult years towards, you know, strangers. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also not a bad thing. You know, you never know people's intentions around you. So it can be nice to have an intimidating dog around at times. Um, They're, they're super sweet, loyal, fierce dogs. They, they love you. They love you so much. Mm-hmm. So, um, and your and and your new puppy Cruella was she hearing tested then? How, how do they work that? Because obviously, so I know I, it's such a problem with the breed, isn't it? Yeah, they 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 have a uh, notoriety for being deaf or having mm-hmm. some health issues um, with their kidneys. So, it's and very, it's probably a part to you know the the white coloring and obviously all that breeding into yeah all the make breed. the spots less you know sprinkled as we you know to use her namesake uh, and you know to make them more pure, aren't they? Exactly. So Cruella, she comes from a very good um, breeding back background. The breeder I got her from is super responsible. He's had all his puppies hips hips tested. Mm. Uh, all all of them have been hearing tested. Mm-hmm he really promotes the breed he actually shows them with for the ak and he he's he's in it for all the right reasons so it was it was very important that i did my research this time to get a dog that would last you know longer than six years like sprinkles did yeah not have my heart broken all over again but yeah yeah and also it's um it's great to do that research and also if you're looking for a puppy to try go to the unscrupulous breeders because you know I know, obviously, uh, poor Sprinkles, you know, she was going to be euthanized. So you did an amazing thing rescuing her. But the people buying her puppies from her are only sort of perpetuating the problem, aren't they? By getting puppies from puppy mills. So what I really really liked about this guy was that he was very thorough with his applications and he would vet through them to make sure that his dogs were going, you know, to a... So I spent many hours talking to him on the phone. Yeah. About he was interviewing why, you, right? <laughs> yeah, interviewing me, like, why should I give you my dog type of thing? Mm. Um, you know, I told him my story with Sprinkles and how I have experience and, you know, dogs are just my life. And, you know, we, we talk a lot now and he's always checking in on Cruella to make sure That's she's That's so fun. good. Yeah. Fabulous breeder. Wonderful. Definitely. So you were saying about Cruella being really energetic, like, is she naughty around the house or is she just crazy, high energy? She makes these little gremlin noises. I have no idea how she makes (laughs) them, but it does not sound human or animal. Like it's, it's basically demonic. She's crazy. So she's chewing on everything, like Mm -hmm. digging her gold to china in the ground there's nothing there i don't know why she's digging um she likes to shred up her pee pads so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until she's vaccinated i'm kind of keeping her inside until you know she has all her shots so she's she doesn't get parvo or something so yeah she adds which she's very good at she always goes on them but you know she gets bored they're yeah. they're they're very high energetic. So you got to be constantly interacting with them when they're awake or else trouble will appear. They will destroy anything they can get a hold of. So, yeah, I suppose <laughs> it harks back to, you know, what they were originally bred for. They are, a you know, an energetic dog, yeah, they aren't just, they, with, with endurance. So, you know, you, you've got to keep them busy for long periods of time. They just want to run. That's all they want to do is run. It's mm. their favorite to do. Did you used to run with your old Dally? 
Yeah, Sprinkles and I, we did everything together. We went on so many road trips and camping and hiking trips. And mm. she'd always be ahead of me and she'd come back and look for me to make sure I was like coming still. So yeah, hurry up. <laughs> very active and always had an eye on things. So, which was amazing because she was deaf and she, she made her way around things. Like she compensated somehow, like without without her hearing which was quite amazing so well they have such an incredible sense of smell don't they and um she probably tuned into her other senses even more so didn't she definitely I feel like her sense of smell was more perceptive like sometimes I swear like I'd open a bag of chips and she'd be dead asleep and as soon as I open it she knew like she'd wake up and be like what's that (laughs) Yeah, well, you see, with the with my old Dobie, she, I would do the same. You could be in another room, and a face would just pop around the door, like crisps. <laughs> we call them crisps, crisps. <laughs> so, but I think with her, she must have heard the noise. But with with sprinkles, she must have just been sniffing in her sleep, like. <laughs> yeah, she never felt the vibrations of the air from the bag of. I feel well, like... the the wind that comes yeah. out the bag when you pop it. And so funny yeah that's funny so now we're at the end of episode 24 i'm going to finish off by asking kenny my quick fire question so are you ready i am ready okay what's your dog food of choice victor your favorite place to walk any unbeaten path lovely number of dogs under your roof right now two dogs hades and cruella oh disney theme i feel yes are you a disney fan I am a huge Disney fan. Like, I have so much Dalmatian stuff in my house. It's insane. If we could pan into my daughter's room, we can't because she's fast asleep because it is 8 p.m. here. But she's wearing her 101 Dalmatian pajamas. I wish she was able to show you. So cool. I love it. If you were a dog, what breed of dog would you be? Dalmatian. (laughs) Your favorite holiday destination? Somewhere I've never been before. Mm, yeah that's a good answer and your worst nightmare dog breed to own what would it be cocker spaniels oh, <laughs> yeah no no cocker spaniels go on why why, why a cocker oh uh, well they've never been my favorite dog the groom they always have stinky ears i was they're... gonna say is it, is it because the ears take one whole year to dry yeah that too they have such thick skin it just takes forever for them to dry and they're always matted like nobody ever brings them on a proper schedule and there's just always a shave down involved oh yeah not fun i mean they're they're sweet they have nice souls but Mm. like you know their exterior just isn't for me (laughs) yeah we're talking as well just i think american cockers you're talking about because when yeah. you say cocker spaniels, my head immediately jumped to an English cocker. Because obviously, <laughs> so I yeah, just thought actually you're talking yeah. American cockers. I mean, cockers in general, any kind of spaniel, I'm just like, no thank yeah. you. Well, we love all dogs, but not for yeah. you, maybe, to own in your home. Yeah, they're not for me. They're definitely not for me, but they're cool. Yeah. So that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me and Kenny. Kenny can be found on Instagram at house of wolves dog grooming and each of those words has an underscore in between it so it's house underscore of underscore wolves underscore dog underscore grooming 
and make sure you follow him and find out all the latest news on his webinars, his merch and all that stuff. It's great. Thank you to everybody for listening. And if you don't do anything else, make sure you subscribe to Pod on the Dog and give it a rating as well because that really helps other people to find it and obviously a big thank you to natural instinct for sponsoring this episode and make sure you use that offer code very 15 for discount that's a bye from us bye bye thanks everyone <laughs>